Party on, Todd. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. Well, welcome, podcasters, to another episode of the Party on Johncast, a podcast of theology uh, brews, whether it's coffee or adult beverages, uh, music, and whatever we're talking about. This is Reverend Sal Smarco, a ordained uh, minister of word and sacrament in the Presbyterian Church, USA, in the Presbytery of Newton, as a validated minister in chaplaincy. Always needing to be validated. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, uh, this is the rockin' Reverend Todd Laddick. Uh, I'm uh, an ordained elder in the, greater, the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, uh, serving a, a congregation uh, in Newton, New Jersey, on higher ground from Sal. The only higher ground I give him. Because God <laughs> ordained it. Yeah. Ordained. Or I could just say, not today, Satan. <laughs> uh. um, not today, COVID. <laughs> amen. <laughs> oh, by the way, there, there's this rumor that every time I say amen, uh, people leave the church. So Dang. I'm just shouting it from the mountaintops now, man. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> soon the church will be empty. Exactly. Okay. So... <laughs> The introvert's dream. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, so I guess this, this is going to bring us, well, no, it's not bringing us anywhere because I introduced myself, you introduced yourself, Sal, but we have somebody else here we need to introduce. We have a very special guest. Very special. Um, the most special guest by the name of Gene Taylor. Gene, uh, man. You were so nice. Hey, guys, uh, I'm Gene. Hey. Uh, I, I'm actually a very, very close friend to Todd. Yeah, uh, went to uh, church, but what ten years ago now? Ten? Oh God! Well, you met me. Uh, was what? When was it? Two thousand seven? Probably seven. Yeah. So yeah. you're looking at thirteen years, pal. Uh, yeah. Gosh, maybe <laughs> I, maybe I don't want to know the real number. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I don't have crazy uh, theological credentials like these two. But I am a singer. I'm a songwriter, entertainer. But I am also a lover of theology and. I was I was toying with going to seminary years ago. You were, in fact, you were a religion major at one point. There was a yes at uh, at your alma mater. Uh, yes, my, yes, the the beloved uh, Montclair State. Yes, yes. My, sis- my sister went there. Ooh, oh, is she a teacher? I uh, know English and drama. English. Okay, English and uh, drama. Well, that that would be that would be their thing there too as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So welcome, Gene. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This is, I think this is my first podcast. So this is, is this your nice. first podcast? Yeah. Are we like? Are we taking your virginity? Yes, <laughs> it's awesome. We, we just your, it's not we just took your podcast virginity. I'm I'm freely giving. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go easy. We'll <laughs> Fair go enough. Easy. We're receiving your podcast virginity. <laughs> Thank you for offering that up as a sacrifice, my you man. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like a normal Eugene and Todd conversation. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, this is great. I feel this, like I'm just is... gonna sit back and sip my bourbon while you guys talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'll be much entertained for sure. So, okay, so that now <laughs> brings us to our Hebrew. Ah, yes. Hey, uh, guys, how do you know that God likes adult beverages? Oh. Because he wrote about it in the book of Hebrews. Oh, and I have something to tell you because I'm not Ooh. drinking a brew, but a, a distilled drink. Um, but um, there was this one time when the disciples were on the boat 
and the waters got really rocky and rough and they were scared and mm-hmm. and they they were calling out to Jesus for help and Jesus stood up and said peace be still and it was <laughs> great ever since you know they just put their cups in the water and they were calm and it was a good ride the rest of the way <laughs> they puked a few times though <laughs> was, that, was that supposed to be a that was supposed to be a joke right it was supposed to be, a joke. It was supposed to be yeah oh, man. so so uh by the way in case you can't hear my voice is weird because i'm i'm social distancing i have a mask around my mouth just so i don't catch any of the covid19 that might come through the uh microphone <laughs> and through my ears and actually i don't have anything over my ears that's weird you have okay headphones, well, headphones yeah headphones. but 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 technically you're speaking into your mic so if the covid comes through the earphones into my ears, my ears. yeah I see, I see your logic and i see where this is going <laughs> okay so anyway we digress this is gonna this is gonna be this is gonna be fun guys buckle in you guys are in for a long one <laughs> okay so uh well we'll start with our guest what are you drinking gene oh right now uh i'm drinking this is a uh a beer that I first really didn't like because I'm not really into um, IPAs, so I really don't know much of the IPA universe. So I might I'm co- I'm probably coming across as a newbie, but this is Lagunitas, a uh, little something. It's an ale uh, IPA, and basically I'm drinking this out of necessity because due to uh, coronavirus, uh, really are no funds to go out and buy the drinks that you would like. But I'm starting to it's starting to grow on me. Um, it's pretty strong. The alcohol content is pretty high, so maybe that maybe that's what's uh, what's the content. Seven point five. Nice. Yeah. 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 That'll, uh, that's not bad, right? That'll uh, that'll put you to sleep tonight. That's yeah. exactly exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, what else is there to do right now? Right. Well, the thing is, I didn't even go to sleep last night. I went to bed at six thirty this morning, oh, wow. um, for no reason other than you know this whole wacky time change and this everything is just you know yeah turning everything on its head so basically if you if you drift off now while talking we'll know why you know why (laughs) exactly it's due to that (laughs) awesome awesome so rock on so there we go lagunitas uh and uh eugene you'll send us what you're drinking via uh facebook uh messenger And that way we'll include in our episode notes. Um, also, Eugene is a musician. He's a musical guest for us. So we will be getting into that a little bit. And we'll yes. be promoting him in our notes and elsewhere as well. So well, that, that I can't wait for. So um, Sal. So I am actually drinking uh, not a beer, a bourbon. It's a, uh, <clears throat> it's a first for me. It was um, $20 on the shelf. Um, I normally drink, uh, black dirt bourbon, uh, from Warwick, New York, but this is a new one. It was only, I bought it number one, cause the packaging, it, it got into my history background, my, uh, bachelor's in history in civil war. Uh, it's called rebel yell, Kentucky straight bourbon, defiantly smooth weeded bourbon. Uh, and it says the brewery has been in, in, uh, Around since 1849 in Kentucky. 1849? 1849. Wow. It's only 80 proof. Like I said, it was $21. So I didn't expect it to be anything great. It's smooth, being that it's only 80%, uh, 40% alcohol. uh, So it does not count as a disinfectant during corona times. No. (laughs) Um, And it is for a $20 uh, bottle of bourbon, it is surprising. It's got a very sweet, like sugary 
taste. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's some artificial flavoring in there. Yes. But uh, it is surprisingly smooth. Ooh. Oh. Um, and yeah, it may not be a disinfectant, but it is a total ch- chillaxant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that comes up to me, doesn't it? What you got? Now, what you got? I'm going to start off with what I'm not drinking right away uh-huh. because, you know, I, I will be done. I, you know me, Eugene. Yeah. Uh, these, this is good. It's good. It's not one and done. Right. So, um, <laughs> well, anybody who listens to the show knows me because Sal will point out very aptly, Oh, Todd's on his second. He's on um, his fourth. <laughs> <laughs> so I have uh, a beer here called man skirt brewing. Checks and balances. And if you think it's C-H-E-C-K-S, you're wrong. It's C-Z-E-C-H-S, as in Czech Republic. So so we have uh, Czech-style Pilsner. Um, it is only 5% alcohol per volume, but that's okay because that's not what I'm starting off with. <laughs> you brought reinforcements. <laughs> I brought reinforcements. And, and actually, I'm doing it in the order you're supposed to. You see, beer before liquor, never sicker. Right. Liquor before beer, have no fear. You're, you're in the clear. <laughs> you're in the clear, that's right. So um, so I am uh, actually, uh, this dates back to supposedly 1789 when a, I don't remember what denomination he belonged to, but a minister by the name of Elijah Craig started to distill his own bourbon. He was definitely not Methodist. Um, but but um, this was 1789. So this is Elijah Craig, uh, small batch. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, barrel proof, uncut, straight from the barrel. And this is uh, on the complete opposite spectrum of our beloved Sal. This is 136.6 proof, 68.3% alcohol by volume. So I'm going to go ahead and... And have fun with your little (laughs) kitty drinks. And Ooh, do you hear that sound? I love that sound. That sounds... Oh, I'm jealous. Okay, so that's what I'm drinking, and I will tell you right now, just by the, the taste of it, um, <laughs> oh, it smells so good, and it burns at the same time. That's, yeah, how's that working for you? Mm. It's like yeah. got hints of um, like caramel and vanilla. I almost, in this, I don't know that I have in the past, but I almost like almost a little citrus, not like very subtle. Can't mm-hmm. necessarily taste it, but subtle. Um, it is surprisingly smooth uh-huh. uh, for this kind of a proof. Uh, if you, if this were an 80 proof and tasted like this, you'd be throwing it at the wall. Like what, right. <laughs> who may, who brewed, who distilled this, right? But for a, a nearly 70% alcohol by volume bourbon, this is surprisingly smooth. It doesn't like exactly blow up your your mouth or esophagus, right. but then as it goes down, it's just pure warmth. <laughs> just I love all that the way down. Yeah, um, that is a beautiful feeling, and I get that feeling from um, when I have a first sip of a dark red wine. Oh yes, absolutely, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. That's the best part about a dark red wine is the first sip. The, the warmth of it. Yeah, the first sip of it, right? So that's what I'm drinking, man. So that I think uh, takes care of our Hebrews segment. Uh, so, Sal, you want to take a stab at our next segment since I always do it? Um, sure. It's our most excellent music segment.
Gene Taylor edition. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Um, I, I, I pierce people's ears enough, so we'll have to, uh, we'll have to let Sal, Sal pierce people's ears this time. Um, yeah, cool. So lead us into the segment. So, uh, while, uh, Gene gets his guitar. Um, so Gene, I think we mentioned in the intro, he is a musician and he has some music out available online. Yes. If you go to, is it genetaylor.com or genetaylormusic? Genetaylormusic.com. And um, you can actually find, I have two singles out on um, Spotify, on, on iTunes, actually anywhere where you can find music. It's there. Um, I have two tracks out. One is called Think It Over, and another one is called Still Hanging On. So those are my two tracks. And uh, the funniest thing, I was about to do a live performance uh, for the first time of my originals here in the city after a few years of doing a bunch of uh, great cover gigs, but... That was the same weekend that uh, the city was shut down. So I didn't get a chance to perform them yet. But uh, that's okay. You know, better day yeah. to come. Yeah. But uh, I'm assuming you'd like to hear a song now. So it, would this be your debut performance on our podcast? This this exa- is exactly going to be that. <laughs> In fact, it's, it's a debut performance on any podcast for that any matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So which song are you playing for us, man? Um, well, would it be okay if I played a different song that's not one of my singles? Yes. And in fact, what we'll do, um, is why don't you play a different song live? Mm -hmm. That's not one of your singles. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, we'll talk about one of whichever single you want to talk about. And can we then let them listen to that single? Absolutely. I'll play it. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. So this song is actually called How Far. Actually, Todd, you might know this one. Cashing my check and never agreed that when you ran away, when I decided to stay, that a part of you died. It's too late to pretend that you're all right. Oh, how far, how far will you go? time we collide yeah you and my heart in the palm of your hand love doom the start there are no rules when you're playing in the dark oh how far how far will you go waiting for the answer how far how far will you go Oh, 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 oh,
days starts to turn would you hide would you learn when the rain starts to burn would you cry would it hurt i wanna know oh 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 how far will you go oh 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 how far how far will you go waiting for the answer starts to turn would you hide would you learn when the rain starts to burn will you cry would it hurt how far Wow, thank you, man. Is that now is that a song you wrote? Oh yeah. 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 But that's just not a single yet. Yeah. Not a single yet. Not a single yeah. yet. It's gonna awesome. be recorded very soon. But uh wow. Yeah. I feel special, man. That's Aww, awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah. But uh if you want to hear a single, I would love to play one for you too. So tell me which okay, so let's let's do that <laughs> um back to back, but um so it's not like in completely like song to song. Tell uh-huh. us about tell us which single you would like us to play and a little bit about what what was going on in you when you wrote the single. Like what what's the song about? What's okay. you know yeah. Great. Give us so some give us some beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's do um the song, the single, um my, my most recent single that I released is a track called Still Hanging On. And actually, let me send that to you somehow. Um, Let me send that to you in a message. Yeah, you can send it via message and uh, yeah, and we'll we'll play it. Okay, yeah. So with that song, um, you know, a lot of, everyone has a different process to do the things that they love. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of songwriters, some songwriters can actually, you know, bleed over a piano and pull out a song. Um, I find that, I like to start off with like a, a clever opening lyric or a melody or something. And the song kind of writes itself. I can't say that a lot of my times where I try to write a song, I sit down, I have an idea of what it's going to be. Like I can't just force myself to sit down and write, you know, a love song or, or something. It, it, it just comes. And the song reveals itself to me over time. It could be in a matter of 10 minutes or like, three years, you know, just by editing and going over things. Um, the times when it does come quick, uh, those times are very uh, special and um, uh, sacred in a way, because when it comes quick, you just know that it's really not you all the time. Um, yeah. It's just, I, every time, if I have a, a cool lyric or a cool melody that I really felt like, wow, that really came out of nowhere. I, I always, I try to always say thank you, because I know that it's not, it wasn't me, you know? But um, with this song, um, Still Hanging On, I first thought it was like a pop punk song, Matchbox 20 vein, um, a song about 
you know, letting someone go because they're not good for you. But it eventually became a song for me um, when I moved to New York. Uh, I remember walking home from work to the train, just going over some lyrics and I stopped. I said, oh my gosh, this song is pretty much self-revelatory. You know, it's about, it was about my experience with, with New York City, uh, the love-hate relationship, um, leaving family, leaving friends behind, and uh, coming to a city that isn't always forgiving. You know, it isn't always, <laughs> it isn't, it's, it, it ain't forgiving at all. Anybody who knows New York or New Jersey for that matter. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, I remember a couple of years ago, um, you were talking, you're, I know that you're a big fan of Bon Jovi, and you said this one quote that Bon Jovi said, and it's so funny. Uh, I think it was, you spend your whole life trying to leave New Jersey or something. Was it yeah. him? Was it yeah, Bon-Jovi? it was him. Yep. yep. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you try, you spend your whole life trying to leave New, New Jersey. You spend half of your life trying to leave New Jersey and the other half trying to stay in. Right. Yeah. Right. And I was like, you yeah. know what? There is, uh, there's something to that. <laughs> yes, there is. But uh, I'm trying to find this track view I, I said it's on spotify and uh it's so let me just find it um now would you want me to play this song live or can i just we'll play it as a, we'll play it as a track just so they get the feel for what you sound like in the studio and uh and actually why while we're at it we're gonna play that right now and we will um we will get back to uh our most excellent music section right following the song so listen in I don't want what you're selling And you're still the one 
So, um, any anything else to add about your music? Uh, where people can find you other than Spotify, Apple Music? You play around New York City. Well, I mean, I did play around New York. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of at a halt right now, isn't it? <laughs> I had this really cool gig at this uh, bar restaurant uh, called Haswell Green. That actually, our friend uh, Diana came to a few times. I had no idea. I was never there when she showed up. By the way, she sends her love. Ah, I saw. I, I zoomed with her earlier today. Oh, you did? Yeah, she mm-hmm. love her. But um, I used to play at this place called Haswell Green. Um, great spot, great live uh, performance venue. We would play every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night from like eleven to three in the morning. Great stuff. But uh, at the moment, it's it's looking like it's just going to be some um, live virtual gigs, like on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Actually, speaking of Instagram, if you have it. You can find me at Gene Taylor Music. I uh, love Gene Taylor Music. Nice. So we'll put a link. Same with YouTube. It's all the same. Gene Taylor all Music. So we'll, we'll link to all that in our, our program notes and our social media. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, can I ask one question before we move on, Sal? Sure. Gene, um, yep. let me ask you this. Uh-huh. So when you do like virtual stuff, is that all free or you get paid for it? Um, it's definitely all free. At yeah. least for, I just, I'll just go on to Facebook or Instagram and just start playing. Now what I'll, I'll do, I'll just put my Venmo down there or my Perfect. PayPal and say, if you want to donate, um, that's okay. But it's, you know, it's never obligated. Great. You know, so a lot, a lot so, of us just want to play and sing. So. And the reason I ask that is because um, uh, Gene, just like, like anybody else, uh, any artist in, in the city or anywhere, they, 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 they make their their um, living off of shows more than anything else, you know. And, yeah. and like, and uh, this pandemic is hitting the music and arts community hard, right. very very hard. And so, what I would uh, promise and pledge to you and uh, 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 Sal, you and I can talk about uh, different ways we can do this. But send us whenever you're doing a show, send it uh-huh. to us, and we'll promote right. it on our pages, including yes. Instagram. Yep. And whenever we can tune in, we'll tune in virtually. And uh, and and to all of our listeners, I would ask that you consider 
tuning in. We'll, we'll post it, look for mm-hmm. it, uh, go mm-hmm. watch it and support Gene, support others who are in the arts because this is, this is their bread and butter and yep. it's yep. been taken away, man. This, this virus is, is killing more people <laughs> than little. Right. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Back to you, Sal. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. a, that's a good point. And, uh, thank you. Thank you for mar- that too. You're welcome. That's one of the ways we can support artists is actually just, uh, being present for them to perform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, man, I kind of want to lead into our next segment, which is our best and worst segment. Um, but I thought maybe you know, I check in with you guys of how you're how you're handling this pandemic. Mm. You know, it's I'm, I think it's really hard to. It's such a weird. I think I'm handling it okay. That it's a, it's a huge mental game because it's. It's a it's a game of okay. Do you allow do you allow yourself to hear the news and see the news and see what's going on and be informed, you know, or do you try to ignore it and try to stay positive and stay inside? But but for me, the kind of person that I am, I'm wired to just always, you know, not not to dwell on the negative, but to also, if I'm feeling happy and safe, my mind goes to oh man, there's there are people out there that are that don't have mm. this apartment or the opportunity. To remotely mm-hmm. feel happy and safe and then like you know guilt kind of creeps in but it's not you know it's no fault of my own um no. it's it's just my overthinking brain but um co it's i feel like it's a very hard a hard time in a way yeah, yeah. Uh, i think because we have this this invisible <laughs> thing that we can't see and um you have no idea when it's going to hit you, especially not to like say that it's um, harder in rural areas, but I live in Brooklyn and all you hear is, wow, New York city is the hot spot. Mm-hmm. Don't go outside. And, you know, and I, for me to get some eggs, I have to go to the bodega to put on the mask. And there's always this constant fear of, you know, getting something. Yeah. So in New Jersey's right behind you guys. New, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, you guys, uh, at least so far, fingers crossed, are on the downswing. The downside. Uh, yes. We're not yet. <laughs> nope. Oh, it's Corona uh, over there, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah, I kind of, uh, I, I do like the downtime. I can't lie about that. It is nice being able to just, you know, slow down. Mm-hmm. Um I think our country needed it yeah, <laughs> some serious ways. It. And it's so <laughs> yeah. funny because I always say that, I always joke around that, you know, moving to New York and being in New York um, doesn't make you a colder person, but the whole essence of moving around and constantly grinding and, and just walking fast and trying to be fast and and the the camaraderie of thinking that you're a New Yorker and being a fast walker and having to be somewhere is kind of a cool thing where it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, I found myself getting mad at 80 year old ladies slowly walking down the stairs, you know, <laughs> but, you know what I mean? But now we're, we're, we're forced to slow down and to really see the things that matter. Mm. It's food, health and family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I've been fortunate enough, blessed, uh, 
since I, you know, I'm a musician and all the gigs have gone, uh, my family has helped out um, financially here and there. So um, I'm coping by, you know, thinking of my family mm. and uh, reaching out to them, honestly. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's really what's getting awesome. me through. Nice. Not to ramble. No, no, it was good. <laughs> good stuff. All that is good stuff, man. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, uh, and I know for Todd and I, uh, a little different for me because I'm considered a frontline worker as a healthcare chaplain. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm I'm at work nine to five every day. Uh, Sunday is to help facilitate streaming this guy's church to our residents. Um, but yeah, it's it's a but it's changed how we work. Like right. I have, I have to limit my, my job is a very one-on-one personal intimate job. Like I'm always walking around the building, talking to people, mm-hmm. praying with people, counseling people. Yeah. I'm doing that, but it's, it's a little awkward with a mask and six feet apart <laughs> with my population. Uh, so it's changing. Like I know Todd is, is just as busy, if not busier recording church, uh, takes them all week. Um, Sal knows because I've been to them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like one um, o'clock in the morning, just getting done, taking my break now. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> so this is the this is the first year that I've had to record my my Holy Week services and wow. broadcast them. But then that got me into okay, well I'm this is this is my ministry now, so I'm doing a daily three to seven minute uh, coffee with the chaplain. Uh-huh. that i recorded that's cool yeah that's so i even even did one uh coffee with the chaplain home edition today because i i ended up staying home today mm-hmm. uh, but that for a seven minute video the just the amount of time it takes to edit it and upload it and convert it and right yeah you need an assistant <laughs> yep you do and it, it's yeah. funny because um like Sal and I, our jobs are similar in many respects and different in many respects at the mm-hmm. same time. And mm-hmm. I, Sal and I both get that because I've been a chaplain and uh, Sal's a chaplain. Sal uh, has been in the life of the church and gets the life of the church and knows it's more than just a Sunday uh, right. affair. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, if you were to have told me a year ago, that, you know, gee, next year, don't worry, you're going to be doing Easter from home, you'll be on Zoom, uh, everything will be virtual, you won't ever have to see another person in person again. The introvert in me would have been like, yeah, hell yeah, this is going to be great, right? I'm going to get downtime, man, this is going to be awesome. And and I think every every one of us, every pastor or every every person who works, heck, every person that works would would Mm -hmm. think, oh, that'd be great. Um. But honestly, it has been far more work (laughs) doing it. Like, like I don't ever leave work. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, like I I don't anyway, as a pastor, because uh, like I live in a home that is literally owned by the church, but, but like I now like have zero downtime now, Hmm. especially leading up because this all fell right as Easter was about to hit. Exactly. You know, right in the midst of Lent, this all happened. And so we're not only scrambling to, to lead up to Easter and Holy Week, God, Holy Hell Week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. Um, we're not only preparing for that, uh, but now we're also having to become um, 
really we cutting we were cutting edge and sound knows this like i was making decisions as i was making decisions the government hadn't yet made them <laughs> so <Right. laughs> it was like it was like okay what are we going to do you know and like every time i'd make a decision a half day later the decision had to change because of what was coming out from the cdc right. uh and the government you know for, forget them they took forever to decide right. anything so so like so the cdc would put something out and i'd have to change plans and so that was leading up to easter then holy all of a sudden when we finally got a grip of that then all of a sudden holy holy weeks upon us and i had not only did i do a zoom meeting at 6 a.m every morning for a contemplative service but i also had to do um, um, my devotions. I had to do, um, a Maundy Thursday service, a good Friday service, an Easter Sunday service, and they all had to be edited in time for Maundy Thursday, good Friday, right. <laughs> Easter Sunday. Wow. I, I think it was Friday, Friday going into Saturday, Sal, where I, I texted you at like six in the morning saying going to bed. <laughs> yep. It was Friday morning. <laughs> I was getting up to go to work. He was going to bed. Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was. It was just like so. It took me over a week to recover from that. I mean, yeah. Easter Sunday was like everybody's going Hallelujah, He is risen. I'm like He is risen. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you he know, is, <clears throat> He's risen. The pastor needs a nap. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's so laying down. <laughs> so now I feel like because East Holy Week and Easter were so crazy that like. Now I feel like I'm better paced because uh, right. I got through the worst yeah. of it, mm-hmm. but it's still like hours and hours. I'm oh, Zoom yeah. meeting. I'm like a part of a, our Scouts District response team. I'm a clergy care circle leader. I'm <laughs> like I have to make decisions and and talk to leaders of of my church, lead Bible studies, do worship. It's a, so it's just and it's yeah. all it all takes <clears throat> editing and time to, right. to do. Yeah. It's it's really draining. So how have I been getting through that? Um, well, for one, and Eugene, you know this, and Sal, you know this. I love um, music. I love video. I love editing. I mm-hmm. love art. I'm very artistic. And so the same thing that is killing me on the one yeah. end is sustaining me on the other because I really enjoy it and I, I feel fulfilled. In like Sunday, you know, I sit down and I watch the production and, and watch and, and hear people inter- interact and react to the, uh, to the service. And, and there's where I get my reward in it. Yes. It's like, wow, this really connected with people. This was really good. Um, yeah. and then and I think of how I can top that the next week. So that's, that, that sustains me. I've been going on walks to the extent oh. I can. It wouldn't look it from my weight, but <laughs> uh, COVID-19 is doing something with my body, but I am yeah. exercising, I swear. <laughs> and, um, and then, um, and then, uh, just, you know, uh, I've been binge watching the era. That's been oh. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's been yeah. awesome. So it's, um, it's definitely become a routine that I'm finding that I enjoy these little five minute coffee talks. They're, I love, they're awesome, man. They're, they're exhausting, but I've found, I've set a routine of, okay, everyone at work, so it's coffee. So every day I have a different coffee cup. Um, and I make One, fun of it. Yep. One was called Flaming Idiot. <laughs> One was called Flaming Idiot. It's a, a play I did back in college. Yeah. Um, but it's I've got the routine. But having, like, I sent him to Todd, and he's like, oh, my God, that was so good. Um, <clears throat> a good friend of us, ours, who was on the podcast, Ryan, mm-hmm. texted me because the other day I did one on moral injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, my God, that might, like, I had to bring my wife in the room to watch it because right. that's what we've been thinking. So that's that's giving me kind of that little boost it's warming my heart just like the bourbon um, <laughs> but uh 
you know, I've been trying to do um, online exercise and dojo workouts, and I need to start playing those things again that are hanging on my wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bust those out right there. Well, you know, not to well, kind of to piggyback on what you were saying, Sal. uh, uh, Since you know, you guys are ministers, and just thinking of this new um, paradigm that we're in. Uh, it doesn't seem like things are going to be back to normal anytime soon, if at all, uh, the way they were, you know, where people can gather in large groups. As long as there's this fear of this virus, um, you know, what about this whole social distancing, this whole problem with that, right? Um, musicians need large crowds and churches kind of need people in the pews. Um, have you guys... You know, have you guys have you guys thought of that? Like, what do you think this could? What kind of questions do this does this um, bring up for the next few years in terms of being ministers, in terms of being artists, where you need people, not need, but where a crowd is kind of needed. You know, I think is that it gonna, really is a good segue. In. I was gonna say that's a good. Uh, did we give you the outline of the? episode because that's a good segue to our our best and worst discussion of like here we go this is uh this has been a time of uh adapt uh adapting and transition Mm -hmm. for artists for clergy for um chaplains like we're chaplaincy is not designed to be done digitally right (laughs) no nor is being a pastor yeah exactly Um, there's a raging debate now over online communion because like <laughs> on the one end, oh my gosh. theologically speaking, like communion online seems so cheap. <laughs> like, mm. So like, no, but on the other end, we literally cannot gather together. <laughs> so, right. you know, it, right. and I, I, I'll tell you, I'm torn over it, to be honest with you. Uh, Sal's torn over it. Um, yeah. I have yet to do it. I can't say I wouldn't, but I can't say I'm comfortable with it. So it, how do you respond to that in this crazy messed up, unheard of time yeah and um that was kind of kind of answered for us because we're a healthcare facility so it's like no don't need you spreading germs yeah yeah that's that's um, that's the medical end of it right yeah right right but go ahead not to interrupt but the whole i love this i now i can't wait to see your your coffee with coffee with a chaplain is that what it's called yep yeah Yeah. see now i can't wait to see it because um, every, every, everything is shortened now. It's always been shortened, you know, but you go on YouTube or you go on Facebook, there's three minute long videos, you know, someone's trying to give you some information in a small amount of time. Um, it's cool. It's quote unquote hip, whatnot. People are more geared to listen than to sit down to a, you know, tw- I'm not, I'm not coming for you guys for a 20 minute sermon, but there is an allure to seeing a dude with a coffee mug. It's a new mug every week. And he's going to spit some theological facts. Mm-hmm. I think people will be drawn to that because they'll see it's a five minute thing. I don't know much about this, but I am open to learning because I have nothing else to do. And he's not sitting here preaching at me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I think that is a cool new um, situation that we're in to, uh, mm-hmm. that you're doing to really keep people engaged not necessarily believers or not necessarily religious or whatnot, they still kind of do want to hear from someone else. Right. I think. I think you're right. And I think that the, 
that are needed, but both are going to reach different types of people. So, right. so the sermon is going to reach the person who believes because they know that in that sermon, they're going to get the things necessary to help them grow and carry forward right. through the week and become the the more devout, discipled Christian. Yes. But somebody who is on the fence or is a nun or a non, um, who comes in and just sees this, you know, you know, video with a, a guy drinking coffee talking about like, you know, self-care and the things that matter during the virus, uh-huh. that's going to reach them in a way that a 20 minute sermon is not going right. to reach them. Yeah. They're right. not going to stick around for five minutes of the 20 minute sermon. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And that's, right. <clears throat> that's very true. Also, you know, being clergy, Todd and I have to find ironically our, our worship digitally because mm-hmm. we have to watch our colleagues. That's how we worship mm-hmm. uh, during this. Uh, but yeah, if I, if I go to look for a sermon and I open it and it's, I look at the counter and if it says 45 minutes or more, I'm like, Nope, where's the 10 minute sermon? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So with that said, so that's, that's a challenge for us for sure as clergy. Um, what are the, let's start with Eugene, you're a guest and you're comfortable with this. In fact, you could be a you could be a host of this show. I mean, <laughs> you're asking the host questions. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, what, what is the, we'll start with the worst. Cause it's better to end with the best. What is the worst thing you've seen in society so far? Maybe around you in your community, maybe on the news, maybe notes. Um, the wor- in terms of this whole, this whole situation, this whole mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just, it, it, you know what? It's it's simple. It's the it's the people that really care about themselves first. You know, it's it's that it's the mm. selfishness, and I think that'll always be. It's the people that don't want to listen to science that that don't care um, if someone else gets sick. Oh, I'm young. I'm healthy, so I can go outside and, and do whatever I want and you know inflict other people uh with harm and a potential disease uh but with that worse than that are the people that are you know hoarding masks that situation people trying to make a profit off of this whole off of this hoarding in Um, general yeah hoarding in general yeah 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 um just taking the great There was the there was the golden horde, you know, a thousand years ago uh, with the uh, Mongol Mongolians. Now, uh-huh. they're, now we're at the, we have the great TP horde of twenty twenty. I mean, like <laughs> just to just to sell my <laughs> just, just to sell masks at a higher price because you can. Yeah. yeah. Why? What's What's the point? Yeah. There was a there was a, I guess a guy and his brother bought like. $15,000 worth of Purell mm-hmm. with the intention of price gouging it. Right. Um, and basically they uh, said, nope. And they took him off of eBay. They got rid of all it. Like it basically yeah. persecuted him, went mm-hmm. after him. And so he's now has $15,000 worth of Purell that he needs to donate. Donate. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and you know what? That the punishment fits the crime. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. No, it, it, thanks for that investment. Now donate it. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, uh, oh, I guess I can say it. It's funny because I live. I, all of my roommates are. We're all, you know, friends. Great. We talk about religion whenever we want. Um, and it's 
fun. But I always say things like, oh, not to preach or not to become religious or whatnot. But now I'm, I can say it to you guys because you guys are both ministers. Uh, it's, it really brings up the point that, you know, it's the love of money that is mm-hmm. the root of all evil. What, what we're showing, what we're being shown right now in full view is that is this egregious love of money. Everything is falling apart. People are dying. People are, people are suffocating in their own bodies. But what is still trying to rear its ugly head is this, is this love for money. Mm-hmm. It's this love of this false sense of security that money will never give. Right. Well, you know, even deeper than that, and I agree with you, um, mm-hmm. that's the most expressed form of this. But so right now I'm leading a book study on C.S. Lewis's uh, Mere Christianity. Uh-huh. And oh. chapter eight of book three in uh-huh. Mere Christianity talks about the great sin, and the great sin is pride. And mm-hmm. pride is that which says, I am the end to which all other things become my means. Mm-hmm. And so, so wow. greed, the love of money, is, <laughs> is the means in which I am going to fulfill wow. my end, which is me. It's a, pro- it's a product of that sin okay. of pride and that, yes. that yeah. selfishness. Disproportionate yeah. love of self. Now, I'm not saying don't love yourself. We all need to care and love for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But disproportionate love of self that puts me as the ultimate end. Right. Is That's- the great sin. Mm-hmm. That's humanity's biggest problem. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, and we're seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. We are yeah. seeing it in major yeah. proportions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Major proportions. I just saw a sign. Um, I just saw a sign that said, uh, sacrifice the weak, save the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of oh. course, the person holding that sign could be the weak for all they know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just the, yeah. the irony. <laughs> is, that, is that the one I sent you? The sacrifice of the week, reopen Tennessee. Was yeah, that, that one. Yeah. yeah that's, a real that's, that's, that's a real sign. That's a real sign. sign. Um, yeah. And there are other, which goes to tell you the, the uh, not to get into the, the topic of uh, abortion. And you know me, I'm, I don't. I abhor abortion in the sense that, you know, the unnecessary abortions out there and human lives being killed and all that. Absolutely. Uh, But people who people will often argue, but I also affirm the, the, the Roe v. Wade, you know, I don't want to send us back to the back, you know, send women to the the alleys to go get abortions when they can get done safely. And, you know, so, so I I see both ends of it and I I think we need to find a common middle, but, but, um, but the argument that, you know, you know, I have a right to choose over my body has always been the weakest link in, in all of that. And, yep. and the reason why it's a weakest link just came up today because there was a sign of a GOP person supporting Trump, a woman who was oh. holding up a sign with a anti-mask sign saying, I don't want to wear my mask and says, uh, right to, uh, right to choose, or what does it say? Uh, the, my body, my choice, my choice with a no mask. Yeah. And there is the weakness of that argument because because then how do pro-choicers argue against this pro-lifer in a way that doesn't make them sound Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) pro-life? Because that's the conundrum, right? Because in essence, whether you're a mother choosing to have an abortion or you're a person choosing not to wear a mask, other people's lives are going to get affected, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trivializing. I'm not saying that to be controversial. And again, I, I stated right off the bat what I, what I support. Right. Um, I, I believe that women should get 
absolute the best healthcare and it shouldn't be dictated by men, you know, and, right, and, right, I, and right. I get all of that. Uh, but this notion that like, it's only my body I'm choosing over is it's not true. It's not. <laughs> it's just not true. Right. <laughs> and, and it's the same thing with this person who doesn't want to wear a mask. So, uh, I'm probably get hate mail for all of this, but, but it's the truth. So. <laughs> You've gotten hate mail before. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> bring it on. the Vernon astray. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta see it. Yeah. I gotta be honest with that, with how I see it. And I, I just, that is my problem with that argument is because where do you draw that line? Right. If we all have a right to choose over our bodies, why are there laws against suicide? Why are there laws against drugs? Why are there laws against, you know, I mean, we don't have the right to do just whatever we want. With, oh, we don't. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, it's just, we don't. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's a digression. Well, and that, and that all leads to the idea that was shared by a certain Lieutenant governor that there are some things that are more important than life. Um, like, Saying the economy is more important, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Oh, what could it be? I know. Well, the, um, the, and it goes right back to the greed and the pride and the, um, just yeah. the life choices with what we do have consequences right. for lives all around us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, true. Yeah. It's sacrifice the weak, sacrifice the weak, and save the economy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not even fair because you can't. Well, sacrifice means that it's it's coming from a place of I don't want to do this, but I know I have to. Right. If you're willing to sacrifice <laughs> someone who is, that means you never cared about them in the first place. Yeah, that's not sacrifice. That's, that's just sacrifice. pushing them under the bus and saying, "Oops, <laughs> come on, get up, get this false sanctimoniousness out of it." Just yeah, call it, yeah. Just call it for what it is. I wouldn't yeah. be as as mad if they people weren't just open with their blatant, you know, disregard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go out and get a haircut because I don't care about the rules. I don't care about COVID. You know, fine. At least you're honest. But don't at least you're being honest, right? Yeah, like don't lie. Like don't add stuff to it. But don't do it, please. Please don't. Yeah, please don't. Please. Stay home. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag stay home. Hashtag treat each other with love. Hashtag don't be a jerk. Cool. Don't be don't a jerk. Be yeah. So I guess, I guess, I mean, I, we could talk about other best and worst, but I think we've covered it. <laughs> um, you know, and that brings us into our, uh, break it down segment. Break it down. Uh-huh. Break it down. Break it down. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is, I guess, uh, we don't need to, to kill this, but uh, this, this is the, the point of this podcast was just to, to kind of talk about the things that are going on in our, um, in our world right now and how it's, how it's causing us to change. And, and since this is a theological podcast, we came into it with the un- looking at how church is having to change yeah. in this time. But I'd also like to hear how it's changing um, Gene Taylor's life as a musician and an artist. But to start off, um, this this is not new for the church, believe it or not. I mean, we act like, like oh, nowhere in history has there ever been a pandemic. Uh, right. No, there has been. It's you know, the Black <laughs> Plague, the yeah, Spanish influenza. You know, like we can go, uh-huh. <laughs> go down the uh-huh. list. Um, so this isn't the first time that calamity has hit the church. I mean, uh, first 
thing is uh, church at one time was underground because it was persecuted because right. it wasn't a part of the status quo of the Roman Empire. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that caused churches to, oh, instead of worshiping in public places, finding their own place to worship, finding their own, I'm drawing like a a fish in the sand to let people know that you're a brother or sister in Christ, you know, (laughs) that that maybe the common person wouldn't know. Um, And, you know, like all of a sudden now we have people wearing fish symbols around, you know, like these these things all had an origin Mm -hmm. um, that is rooted in uh, tragic and uh, calamitous uh, events that caused the church to adapt and change. Um, South, can you think of a time in history, perhaps, where the church had to um, had to you know was facing tough times and had to change? Uh, well, there's like you mentioned the Black Plague, uh, the uh, influenza. Um, I mean, the early church, you know, because it was an illegal underground church, uh, faced lions. Um, in the Colosseum. Mm. Um, so we adapted. We adapted during the Civil War. We adapted during World War One. We adapted during World War Two. Yeah, especially World War Two. Mm. When you think about uh, how could a good God allow mm-hmm. like a Hitler situation to right. ever be a thing? You know. Right. Yep. Um, there's a one simple story in the Bible that tells you what would happen if God didn't allow it. It's called Noah and the Flood. <laughs> um so yeah. be careful with what you wish for because yep. you know we all yep. have evil and sin within us and we can act upon that as much as we can act upon the good within us um so if god were to completely eliminate sin and evil off the face of the planet there might be that might be a very vacant planet right <laughs> just um, saying just saying <laughs> that that conversation came up the other day with me and allison of how how can god forgive hitler yeah. um and on the flip side you have the thief uh, on the cross next to Jesus, who was told, "Tomorrow you'll be with me in paradise." Yeah. So, yeah. I think a good time of adaptation in the life of a, of one theologian. I think of speaking of Hitler, um, Dietrich. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yeah, you knew where I was going, didn't you? Well, yeah. I was. You were bringing. I was just kind of. Go say, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You, know, you say it. Just, you know, to piggyback. Um, about what the church can do. It's this might be a time for the church to be brave, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Not in the, I'm not not in the sense of what he was going to do. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of uh, <laughs> we want to make that clear. We're yeah, not advocating no, any sort no. of plot. No, <laughs> yeah. I know Zoom. I know uh, Russia. I know you're hearing this, but <laughs> <laughs> newsflash: pastors and musician advocate for <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the ticker tape scrolling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, it's just uh, not to do what he's doing. But I'm saying, like the bravery. If the mm. church wants to survive um, this ever-changing landscape, hey, and it's changing even faster than it was when I was interested in being a minister almost ten years ago. Um, especially now after COVID, uh, not you guys have a lot, you guys have a lot on your plate. To be honest. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I am on my second beer. I'm my second drink. I'm drinking a beer now. It might be this Lagunitas, but I think I was just trying to say something about the. Well, uh, it was something you were saying, Sal. I and I, uh, I think I might know kind of where you're going. Uh, with, I, didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you. That, that was, no, yeah, no, you're good. but with uh, if you look at some of the greatest, least modern theologians, came out of 
um, ironically, Germany uh-huh. after after World War II with you know Bonhoeffer and um, Tillich and yeah. Karl Barth, um, yep. Jürgen Moltmann. Um, you know, dealing with those big theological questions of how could a God allow for this to happen? Mm. Um, and they've they've become the real theological powerhouses of the last hundred years. Out of these yeah. crises of, oh my God, how do we how do we um, how do we get what's happening in front of our eyes, and how do we level that and kind of make that go along with what we believe in. And that mm-hmm. goes back to the, what I was talking to before about moral injury, you know, every, every human and modern psychi- psychiatry and psychology is showing this, that we are innately moral creatures. Yes. Um, and so when you come out of these great pandemics, these great um, war- world world wars that involve the entire globe, you have to <clears throat> face the fact that, what you are seeing consistently in front of your eyes is causing a trauma because it doesn't mesh with what my inner moral compass tells me should be right or wrong. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So we're going to see the church is going to have to deal with that. Um, and I think part of that, all these online dis- debates and our fights over communion online and um, drone baptism, drone <laughs> I'm baptism. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, in that kind of, I don't know the debate. I haven't really, to be honest, I, to be, to come clear, I really haven't been a part of the church for a while. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I really haven't, like, gone to a service or necessarily, you know, Todd, you know how it was. You know me. Mm -hmm. Um, But so for me, it's so easy for me to say, oh, don't worry about it. Like, who cares? You know, I would say, you know, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, okay, fine. Where, what's the legal, what's the, what's the theological hang up about um, doing, but that's just me because I haven't been in the game in a while. I haven't been right, in right. the church, but you know, if it's technology, that's the, the question. It could be, could it be as simple as, Hey, you know, God made us, he gave us the intelligence to create this technology. It's still, it's still here on earth. You know, why can't, why where is god mad like where where in this is god upset right that you're taking communion online so i think i think the debate and and this is and i'm right with you uh uh, gene i i I think the debate is in the past since we've had this technology Mm -hmm. people have tried to say okay well maybe we'll reach out to people using this technology and try to bring them into the to the fold so to speak okay and so rather than saying you know, we realize that coming to church in today's time is really inconvenient. So to, to appease your, your sense of conven- need for convenience, we will allow you to take, and, uh. and traditionally, over, oh, traditionally and mm-hmm. theologically speaking, the body and the blood of Christ is something that's supposed to be acted upon and taken and yeah. received. I shouldn't say taken. We don't take it. We receive it. Seriously. It's supposed to be received communally. And while, yeah, you and I and, and Sal are gathered here communally to an extent, right? it's not the same thing as being there in person with the mystery of, of Christ's presence among us. Right. So I think that that is the, 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 the big debate. That's where the big debate starts and lies. Right. Yep. 
the problem is, is that we are now in a time where it's not that people are staying home and not wanting to come to church for convenience sake. Mm-hmm. They're staying home and not wanting to come to church because they cannot go. Right. <laughs> so, so right. is God so small on the one, on the one end, do we, do we, do we bastardize communion and take it so lightly that we just give it to anybody at any time on, right. com- on, on, on the internet? Like Starbucks. I didn't see like, it like, like Starbucks. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. like drive through yeah, communion, no. drone oh. baptism. Oh, don't worry. We'll just, we'll send a drone over your right. house and spray you with a super soaker and no. you'll be baptized. <laughs> you know, like, um, you right. know, like there's that. And then on the other right. end is God so small that God's presence cannot be done in such a way at such a time when the need is there. And, and I am, I am actually, and this I have friends that, that will probably vehemently disagree with me on mm-hmm. this, but I, I've been praying about it. I haven't done online communion yet. I did do a love feast. Uh, Wesley set um, a love feast up as an alternative when you could not receive communion for one reason or the next, mm-hmm. so that you had some form of communal, you know, love being shared. Yeah. And there's a, that's a means of grace unto itself. It's not necessarily sacramental per the church, but it can be, you know. Right. Um, because God could make rocks sacramental. I mean, but, uh, but I think, you know, I think we get so hung up in our, our high theology and I'm not, and there's a place for it. And I, and I think once this time is over and we're back together again, yes, I would be an absolute opponent of online communion. Right. But, right. but in, in this time, you know, if somebody's dying and needs communion and wants to get it, and the only way you can get it to them is through the nurse handing it to them and you blessing it over the internet, are you going to say no? Yeah. Like, sorry, God can't, God, you can't receive God's grace right now because, you know, right. we're on, we're right. doing this over the, the waves, you know? It's a small God. It's, and it's ultimately grace. And I, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Todd, who was on the episode recently, uh, Blake was, uh, shared a memory of his and he was talking about John 10, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the flock will know the, the sheep, Will know the sound of voice. the voice of the voice of the master. Yeah. Um, if yeah. it's a stranger, they'll run away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, we've been debating. We've been debating why people don't come to church for forty years. Yeah. Now it's now the debate is whether or not Zoom will fix that. But no, <laughs> they will know. They, <laughs> it's not going to fix it. It's they, fixing it right now. The issue the time is, being. Yeah. The issue is: Will they hear his voice? And are we preaching Jesus or are we preaching? Zoom, amen. Um, yeah. And then, it, and then that feeds into all the arguments of where is the grace in online communion, and yeah, you know, right. you, get in, you get into clericalism of like who has the authority and the power given from God to celebrate communion. Um, we become, <laughs> and, and listen, I don't want to trivialize it by using the word, but we become Pharisees. And the Pharisees were not bad guys. They were trying to protect the sanctity of their religious faith and right. their their people. And and let's face it, Babylonian exile was a wake up call for many Jews who got right. exiled. And when they came back uh, and they reestablished the temple, and they said, you know, we cannot fall so lax with God that this happens again. So right. therefore, we're going to follow the law to the nth degree and make sure we're separate from all other cultures, so we please God and nobody else. And that was the Pharisees' take, and they were doing it because they believed it was the right and best thing for the people. Um, but like any human being, you can take that too far. And right. so, you know, Jesus healing somebody on the Sabbath, is that a sin in God's eyes? Why would it be? Yeah, like, right. why? Why would that be right. a sin? 
Um, you know, but yet, but yet we are following this to the letter of the law because if we don't, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and I think the church falls into that a lot of times, you know, I think it's good intentions, you know, good intentions is to Absolutely. defend the faith, but you're defending the faith at what cost. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, uh, right. I know there are going to be people that listen to this. Uh, this, I'll probably get hate mail on this one too. There's a lot of hate mail going to come in, I think on this. Get it. But, Take it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Reverend Todd Laddig. I've been mean, honestly, I mean, honestly, come on, it's true though. Yeah. Like when you uh, how many people in the Bible, all the best stories are the, are the, are the characters that didn't follow <laughs> the rule. It's the truth. Me? It's the truth. They Esther. followed God instead of what people said, and that that yeah, really I mean, ticked everybody off. <laughs> come on, right, right. I mean, Jesus didn't get hung on a cross because he followed the rules. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I and and you know, I mean, and I've been praying hard about it. I, like I said, I have yet to to serve online community. I have to get to a place where I'm comfortable doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if I'm not, then I'm not doing it genuinely, uh, yeah. and I don't think that's a good thing either. Um, um, but I don't judge others who have done it because we're in a crazy weird time right now. And I think God's grace is working through all of this. I really do. That's yeah. Right. I'm not to the place where I can do it, but what I did on Monday, Thursday on my digital, uh, service was I, I had the elements on the table as I did the service. And I got to the, I got to the point of the Presbyterian service and I stopped and I said, there's the elements. I'm not at a place where I can say the words of institution and we can celebrate, but there's the word, there's the elements. Uh, those, that is a means of grace. Take this time that we we would normally physically present together, take communion and receive that grace. Take this time to meditate and to pray on it and to think why it's so important to you. Mm-hmm. And when we can get back together, we shall actually do communion. But um, it's, that's kind of a, uh, an Episcopal take on it. I'm doing like a spiritual and then some of my, my parents watch are like, Oh great. Thanks for doing communion. I'm like, I didn't do communion. <laughs> okay. Well, there's always that because there's always going to be how you're saying it versus how people are hearing it. And right. uh, that's a reality, but our Bishop to his credit, um, initially he was not a proponent of doing online communion. Uh, and I think once this is all over, he'll go back to that. Um, but he prayed hard about it and opened it up for people to do as an option gotcha. during this time. And so if I chose, if I got to the place where I was comfortable with doing it and I may, um, then, uh, then I think at that point, uh, I have the freedom to do it because the Bishop has, has okayed it. But, um, but it's a crazy time, man. And the church is constantly changing. This is another example of, and the debate isn't bad. You know, I don't think anybody on either side of this is bad. They're coming from their perspectives and being true to that. Um, I just hope that that in the process of that, we can show each other love and grace right. and still see the bigger picture. Um, you know, cause what's communion if we don't recognize Christ. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I think at a time like this, people need it. I, I at the end of the day, I think people, people need it. Yeah. I agree and with you. I'm not, I, yeah. As a person, I agree with I, you. You know, I, 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 ref- I refuse, I refuse to believe in a God that would be upset with someone doing community communion in a situation like this when the, when, you know, you know what I mean? I refuse. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, you're, da- you're damned to hell because you wanted to show, show and express your love of God and God's presence in your life. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah. 
It's small. It's very small. Yeah, it's small. It's small, but it's also big. I I I get the trepidation and I and yeah. I understand the power and the weight and the gravity of doing such a sacred, um, such a sacred ritual. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if it's if we can't do it now, when can when <laughs> you know yeah. when can yeah. we? Yeah, and you're right. People need it. People need to feel the grace of God in their lives right now. They really do. Mm-hmm. It could actually be life saving <clears throat> for some people. Yep. Right. Uh, and I, and I, okay. And let's say pandemic done. I personally would feel like it community online would be cheap. It'd be like McDonald's. Yeah. And me like, no, even, even as like a non-church core to me, that is pretty tacky. I'll take, lazy. I'll take my uh, communion with a side of fries, please. Come on. No. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. the point, what are you doing it for? Like, no, right. like in grave dire situations like this, you know, where everyone's just afraid and sad and, you have to loosen up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's the direction given by our my denomination, the Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church, is the our polity allows in in conditions of emergency. Yeah. Um the the polity goes out the window and you can do communion uh remotely. Uh, right. and it's surprising that our polity was was written not in a time of Zoom worship, but it mm-hmm. has that has that flexibility. Yep. So, but there, there are a lot of Presbyterians who are like, "Yay, online church, let's do communion." I'm like, and but then there's a lot of pastors who have said, "Wait, no, I gotta, we're gonna put this on the back burner until we really right. pray about it and figure it out." You know, right. I, I have to confess, I think, um, I think God has spoken to me through this conversation right. actually as to which direction I'm gonna go because. I have to do what I believe God is calling me to do and mm-hmm. I've wrestled with it. And I think if, if I were so, if I were so certain that mm-hmm. I was right about my theological position, I wouldn't mm-hmm. keep wrestling with it. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know, it'd be like, no, no, not doing it. And yeah, it right. keeps coming back. Right. Like maybe I should, maybe I should, maybe I should. Well, well, so, right now, well here's the thing. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, I need to say this properly so it doesn't come across the wrong way. Um, some churches do communion every Sunday. Some churches, when I grew up Baptist, I think we did it once every uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, whether you do it every Sunday or whether you do it once, once a month, no matter the frequency, it eventually does become a routine. It, it, does. it does. It does. Church in itself um, is a routine. <laughs> right. But right now, when, people want, when, when you want to do communion, there's an extra layer extra level or layer of intent mm. added to it an extra an extra weight to it you know there's extra meaning because you know you, you know what i'm saying there's more Eugene, and it's not just sunday and I, was, I think that's and it, i think that's part of the thing and that part of the rush that todd and i saw was i think it's it's because of that routine it's the routine of well we this is what we do every sunday this or this, mm-hmm. this is what we do on the first sunday right so i, I think the pastors that kind of rushed into it uh-huh. rushed into it because this is what we always do like i don't want right. to dis- disappoint my people because this is what we always do whereas right those not and not that those pastors don't value communion but the ones the ones that you know are a little more like todd and i of like we know well, why am i doing this mm-hmm. you've been struggling like yeah it's it's what we do but why are we doing it right 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 and right. that's and that's why it's taken me this long but i'm you know me gene i'm a i i am a very thoughtful person so i, yeah. I don't rush into to anything uh 
except my bourbon. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but, um, only kidding. Uh, but, but um, you know, I think uh, I, I'm telling you, I've said this to Gene before. Uh, I don't, and, and he knows this. Uh, God's calls on him, man. It really is. And, and whether and that does not, and we've had this conversation before, that does not matter that you're going to be a pastor. You spread God's love through your music, man. You know, you, you mm-hmm. connect with people the way that God's gifted you to connect with people. And, and uh, I, I'll say that to the day I die. I, I've always seen it in you. It's there. Uh, we can sit here and have this conversation. And you you actually spread God's wisdom to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I think this brings us to a good conclusion for our podcast. I, know, I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just looking at my watch. Uh, we've been we've been rambling for an hour and a half. An hour and a half, man. To be yeah. it, like 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 I said, um, this this is our most epic podcast yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo! yes. Um, but I think I think the the conversation just naturally brought just just now brought us to a conclusion. So did, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, with that said, uh, Gene, man, this has been a great time. This has um, been, I, I miss this kind of thing. I can talk about this for, all day for hours. So this has been a very nice welcome change, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And really. I'm, I'm glad that you... So so Gene is in Brooklyn. Uh, I'm in Newton, Sal's in West Milford. And uh, we are social. This is the social distance episode of The Party on JohnCast. Yes. Now, for those of you cats... <laughs> who are uh, patrons of the party on John Katz. And if you're not like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> like seriously, uh, it's like literally the, 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 the lower uh, tier is literally the cost, the, the cost of a coffee. I mean, <laughs> it's cheaper than a coffee. And the <laughs> highest cost is, is about the price of a pizza pie. You see? So, so like all you have to do is sacrifice one pie a month and you could pay for the party on John Katz. <laughs> We're not asking for a lot. And you get with it a whole host of benefits, like uh, the extra bonus content we're about to go, where Gene Taylor is going to play us some more music, talk about some more dirt, and you're all missing it because you can't pay for a coffee. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Did I lay it on thick? (laughs) Okay, so uh, with with all that said, uh, again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Check out the episode notes. They're all in there. And remember, be excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. Rock on. Rock on. Rock on.